Meeting the people in your community. Here's Lisa Kay with Talk of the Town. Back in the studio for Talk of the Town, it's Lisa Kay and KTOE hosting once again, Mankato City Manager Susan Arts. It's good to see you. Great to see you. Happy saw, June. Yeah, happy June to you. I saw you last time at Songs on the Lawn. Which, what great weather have we been having? Oh, fantastic. And yeah. good entertainment. Absolutely. Uh, another Thursday coming up this week with, I think it's None Above. They're going right. to be on stage. Yep. Okay. Good food. Yeah. I had a, uh, I always have a shawarma when I'm there. I had the shawarma pizza. How was had, that? It was the best shawarma pizza I've had. I've, as you, you know, can imagine, mm-hmm. I have had shawarma more than once given the head of the catering <laughs> service is our mayor. Yes. So given my role, I've had the opportunity to have shawarma more than once, but mm-hmm. this time, and I've, I've purchased the pizza, I've brought it home. Do you buy the sauce? You can buy the sauce, I, you know. I that's my gift that's in my house when uh, non Mankatoans come to visit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I send them home with sauce. I have a daughter that lives out west, and she routinely calls and asks, "Hey, when you're sending me something, could you please send a jar? Put the sauce in the jar, right? Yeah, exactly. Put it in the box. Yeah. But I had the shawarma pizza last week, and it was the best I've ever had. Yeah, and that was not only um, songs on the lawn. But some great concerts that have, oh, what a great time. We had, first of all, the Gary Allen concert uh, with Tracy Lawrence. Beautiful yeah. night for that. Did you go to Bare Naked Ladies? I, yeah. Was there was a little there, bit of rain? There was a little bit of rain. Okay. Um, the person that went with me was not jazzed to stay too long after it started to rain because it also got cooler. Mm-hmm. So we were there for a short bit. So yeah. not, not very long. But we are eager to see some of the other concerts coming yeah, we have uh, on my FM morning show, Minnesota 100, we're doing a Ticket Tuesday. Nice. So every Tuesday this summer, we're giving away tickets to something at Vetterstone. Excellent. So you can listen and win, whether it's, and that's going on on multiple stations here on Radio Mankato. So Yeah, that's great. Good chances to win. Thank you for those tickets. Uh, we were talking a little bit before we got on the air here about some of the things happening in the city. And I know we're just going to spend a a bit of time talking about housing and some updates that are coming from the council and things like that. Where do you want to start? Well, I want to talk about two things today. Um, One is uh, many people in the community have heard me talk about the community land trust. Mm -hmm. So a community land trust is essentially it's a structure where the land is held by a trust. And then we work to, um, you know, we work then to sell the property. Um, So you know, for example, uh, we own the land, uh, we sell you the house, you get a mortgage for the difference uh, between the land cost and the house cost. I'm just making this very simple mm-hmm. as we, you know, so let's just pretend it's a $300,000 home. The land value has a value of $100,000. Your responsibility then is the $200,000 for the remaining balance of the of the property. Okay. And you then have a, get a mortgage and you pay the mortgage, you live in the house as you know if it's yours you can refinance it. You can sell it, but it has not but and it has retains that essentially land lease back to the housing trust. Okay. So the community land trust then owns that land for 99 years and then we can renew it for another 99 years. Um, I won't be here in 99 years to make sure that we renew. (laughs) I don't even know what year that would be, but um, we started this work in 2022 and we partnered with uh, a group that uh, made an application to the state of Minnesota uh, for originally we started with the goal of having 10 
houses being able to be added into the land trust. Five uh, existing homes that could be purchased, potentially remodeled, and put into the you know into the market so that people could acquire it, or five new construction. We've got a handful of developers, at least two that we've talked to, who have indicated their commitment to wanting. Uh, some of the land or some of the buildings that they plan to have on their property to be able to be included in the land trust going forward. Uh, This is intended to be scattered throughout the community. So, you know, you can drive uh, anywhere in the community and you may or may not know that the house is um, owned in partnership through the land trust. Okay. Um, It is also intended to create permanent affordable housing. So because... As you look at market value changes, structures usually increase in value at a slower rate than the land does. Mm-hmm. And so when when housing costs continue to rise... As they are. As yeah. they are and have been, uh, a lot of times it's the land cost that is one of the bigger drivers. Mm-hmm. So the concept is to kind of stabilize the land cost by having the trust on it. And then the structure on top, then you get a mortgage, you can sell it again, you can refinance it. Um, It it just stays with the trust. So there are some extra documents and there are some extra steps in helping people qualify. Mm -hmm. Um, Right now, the structures that, so with last year's application, we were successful in getting three new, or funding for three new homes. Okay. And we haven't yet started the work on those. Um, properties. And with those three that were awarded, um, we have an extended time frame until the end of 24 to uh, be able to get those into the market. Um, Minnesota Housing has another round of funding applications that starts in July. So last night and so on June 12th at the council meeting, we uh, reviewed and the council uh, approved support, another supportive resolution for what we're calling phase three of this project. So phase one included those three units that um, I mentioned and included some outreach and education. So the second phase of this work is con- new construction okay. of, of three homes. And with leveraging some funding that the city has with our community development block grants. In phase one, uh, on June 12th, we asked the council to help us modify the income thresholds that people need to qualify for those units from 60% to 80%. And what that means is that it's of the average median income in Blue Earth County. So what that means is people can, can have a higher income threshold to be able to qualify for those three uh, rehabilitated homes. Okay. Uh, because we have funding from the state in our phase two, we are limited to 60% average median income. So mm-hmm. people for those new construction will have to qualify at that threshold. We do have a number of programs in education that we work with, with potential uh, clients, with potential users and owners of these properties. We've had more than eight people we've been working with over the last few months uh, and so we're really excited. Uh, one of them has moved into the mortgage application process. So oh, okay. we're excited to see some progress in that area. Uh, and then on at that same council meeting, the last piece was in our phase three, was talking with the having the council support an application to Minnesota Housing again for this summer's uh, 
round for the other seven that we didn't acquire before. Mm. So five more for rehabilitation and renovation and two more for new construction. Okay. And so we're eager to kind of continue to work through that, do the education. Our staff have done a great job of connecting uh, potential clients or potential owners uh, with the various services. In some cases, we start meeting with them and we find their need is actually something different, that they they actually would do better with a uh, housing voucher or some other type of program mm-hmm. that um, suits their needs better. So we're really fortunate that our housing staff have a wide variety of things and access they have to different programs to help people from wherever they are mm-hmm. get to wherever they need to be. Um, so we're fortunate in that regard, and the staff are passionate about trying to find solutions. So, you know, we are very, very fortunate in Blue Earth County that we have this partnership. Um, our staff are the housing staff on behalf of the county and the city. Okay. So when I say partnership, it really is partnership, that we work together through a lot of these things. And how how do you find people that are looking for, how do they come to you? Yeah, so a lot of times we'll find either we'll get referrals. Sometimes they come from caseworkers. Okay. Sometimes they come where the individual stops into our offices. That happens on occasion. Uh, sometimes it's through our website. Um, sometimes it's referral. Or we'll have staff that are at an event and someone will stop and start asking questions about housing. Mm-hmm. And then we connect them with our housing staff. Uh, so we have a wide variety of different ways. Uh, word of mouth is almost always the best. Uh, so great that we can be here today to talk about it right. because there may be someone mm-hmm. listening. No idea this was available. Yeah. So we may have somebody listening today who knows somebody mm-hmm. that might be a good candidate. Uh, and I would hope that you'd encourage them to call 311 and get connected to our housing team. Nice. All right. Well, we will encourage people to do that. I know that the um, city, as we're talking about housing today on Talk of the Town, I know that the city is working with the county quite a bit on some different projects. Uh, Susan Arts, Mankato City Manager, in studio with us to talk a little bit about a partnership with the folks from Blue Earth County for uh, a supportive housing project, too. Yeah. So on June 12th, the other item that the council got an update on was the... Um, supportive housing and emergency shelter project that we've been working in partnership with Blue Earth County on. Uh, Blue Earth County has uh, earmarked or prioritized $2 million of their um, ARP funds, the American Rescue Plan funds Mm -hmm. that they have, uh, to put towards affordable housing. And in that, we've had a discussion with them about where are our needs And the needs that have been identified is trying to identify a 24-7 shelter that can also work with a supportive housing uh, focus. So we have a project that we've been working on that will have um, 40 units of supportive housing, which are really intended to be housing that helps people move between, right? So there will be about 30... Uh, 30 units in the, or 30 beds in the shelter itself. And the intent is that the shelter has a couple of focuses. You know, it, it, it has a focus of immediate, you know, emergency shelter. Sure. 
but it also has a focus of kind of that 30, 60, 90 day transition time where in that time frame, we can work with people to move them into uh, something else that suits their needs more uh, better. Mm -hmm. The key about this project, which is different than other shelters that we have in the existing community. That's what my next question was. Yeah. Yeah. Those don't go away. Okay. Uh, the key here, though, is that this project will have more focus on the support side of um, of the of the of the needs. So you know, it, it could be health, it could be mental health, it could be housing, it could be employment, transportation, navigation, um, case management. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why people end up in a crisis around housing. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they can't deal with those other things until they stabilize their housing situation. Right, right. And so, you know, if they're going to choose, sometimes, you know, focusing on your mental health is going to have to take um, a second place to finding out where you're going to sleep Yeah, a place to live. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's really the the shelter component of this project is really focused on um, single individuals because of the space we have to work with. Okay. Um, and then again, all the support that we're talking about. And then as we kind of have the opportunity to transition people from the um, uh, shelter side to the supporting house, supportive housing side, you know, that's where you'll see a greater focus on the support network, uh, all those elements we touched on. And that side intends to have 40 units made up of, right now the concept is 15 studios, uh, 21 one-bedroom units, and four two-bedroom units. Mm -hmm. So there'll be a combination of people in that space that are single, that might have um, small children, um, you know, might be a couple. Um, So there'll be a, you know, a number of different on the supportive housing side that we can see. And we're excited to work with many of the partners that we have in the community to be able to try and address this. You know, before we got on the air, we were talking a little bit about how big is the need here. Right. And why Um, why are we doing this? Yeah. So we part of the housing action plan that we developed earlier this year after doing some, you know, investigation, interviews, um, our staff and partners in the community meet on a routine basis to talk about the people in the community that we identify as unhoused, uh, what services are there, what services do they need, how can we help get uh, this person connected with that service. Uh, So they meet on a weekly basis to have those conversations. Most of the providers in our community know most of the individuals that are unhoused by first name. Mm, mm -hmm. Um, And in Blue Earth County, when we were doing this report, we identified that there were 77 people that were in the situation of being unhoused. Oh. And within that, of those 77, um, there was a need for about 72 in um, in some kind of supportive shelter okay. um, piece with um, seven people we've engaged with through street outreach. So we have, we have staff that go out and we, we talk to them, find mm-hmm. out how can we help you, what, you know, are there services you need? Um, mostly because we care yes. and we want to make sure that they're safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have a, you know, and it's not just our staff. We have some nonprofit providers that Perfect, yeah. work with us on a lot of these things. And we are so, so fortunate that we have 
so many of these caring individuals in our community. Uh, what we're lacking is a great place to provide this level of service mm-hmm. and to provide mm-hmm. the support to help move them into projects like potentially, eventually, maybe a community land trust home or maybe something else. Sure. Um, as I say, there's a lot of reasons that cause people to be unhoused. Sometimes it's temporary. Sometimes it's not. Uh, but you aren't going to be able to prioritize addressing the things that are causing that situation until you can get your housing situation stabilized. So, um, you know, and when we talk about affordable housing, we're talking about housing for people that is 30% of their income or less. Right. So if you earn $10 an hour, you're paying $3 an hour towards your housing mm-hmm. and no more than that. Right. That's, right. I mean, that's what we're really targeting is 30% of your income towards that housing goal. You shared with me uh, a really interesting document. Is that something that's available for people to look at? Yeah. So our staff created an affordable housing continuum, like one sheeter that describe, have some of the data I've referenced. They also have a number of the proje- proposals or projects we work on, and it outlines the demand. Uh, I, you have a copy of it that I emailed that you'll likely link because you're so sure. good at that. <laughs> I can do that. Uh, so listeners can find it. Um, uh, on on that link uh, once you get that posted, and then we also have it on the city's webpage where uh, under our housing programs. Right. Well, it's always interesting to know what's going on behind the scenes. I know um, in talking to some of the nonprofits how full shelters can get and yeah. uh, how they're always looking for additional services and help. And this is just another way that the city and the county partnering to help our residents. Right, and partnering with these nonprofits mm-hmm. that are so so important. And included in all of the conversation that the county and the city have been having on all of this work around the supportive housing and the shelter is we're, we're talking with the, the consumers to right. make sure that we're creating space that they want to live What do in. you need? What right. do you need? Yeah. Yeah, working with so them. So it'll have a courtyard. You know, it'll have outdoor space. That's mm-hmm. one thing we've heard. Um, you know, the, the piece of is the, how it actually operates is another, you know, that'll be another time where we can talk more detail about sure. that. but. And I know, but creating jobs too. Absolutely. Yeah. So here we go. Yeah. Right? Uh, good to know. I'll make sure to get the link posted so people can go off and reference the information that we've talked about today. And um, once again, Susan Arntz, Mankato City Manager, thanks for the updates from the council and uh, take our thanks back to them for the good work that they do. And thank you. And um, enjoy the rest of the sunshine and the concerts. We'll probably see yeah. you at Songs on the Lawn. Sounds good. Thanks for listening.